0: are we doing this really wait for it are we doing this wait for it wow what the fuck w-t-f. and it's also eh, what the fuck what's wrong with me it's time for wtf what the
1: fuck with mark Marin.
0: okay let's do this what the fuckers welcome to the show i hope you had a nice thanksgiving I have not had mine yet. That's right. You're listening to a time capsule right now. I've not had my Thanksgiving yet. But before I get into why I'm sitting in a car, I'd like to thank all of you for writing in and unanimously saying that all of you had a crush on Janine Garoppolo. I knew I was right. You knew you were right. She didn't think so. I think she knows but she chooses not to talk about it. We got a great show today. We've got Jen Kirkman, who's a very funny comic who I've known a long time, and we have a very special guest, a radio personality that some of you may know. He uh, he is not a um, he's not an English speaking radio personality by and large. Uh, most people who know him know him from the uh, Latino radio circuit. Uh, now, and I'm not even going to tip his name, but uh, he'll be on the show a little later. Now let's get to the to the situation at hand. I've been in Florida maybe two hours. Two hours. I came down here. I'm going to have Thanksgiving down here like I always do. I cook for about 18 to 20 people who I see once a year, and I feed them, and I come to my mother's condominium in Florida. It's not really a condo. It's a nice townhouse. Everything's okay, I guess, other than I was just in Atlanta where the shows were great. The Laughing Skull was awesome, but uh, I contracted some sort of cold. I'm sure you can hear it in my uh, nose and throat, but there's nothing I can do about that. I had a lot of big plans for Atlanta. I was going to go to the Martin Luther King uh, Church. To the Ebenezer Baptist Church and try to do a podcast from there. Not because I'm grandiose or I think that I deserve to do a podcast from that church. I just, I know it's a good room. It's a small room. I'd like to play that room, but I didn't get to do that because I got sick. You know why I got sick? Because of airplanes. You know what airplanes are now? They're not airplanes. They are just flying metal viral incubation tubes. That's all they are. I can no longer be on an airplane sitting there. If I hear someone cough 20 rows back, I just know, oh, we're all fucked. It's going to go into the air system. This is recycled air. We are, it, every little outlet of air on this airplane has just become a viral dispenser. And who was I to mock people who wore masks? How vain am I? There was a woman on the plane wearing a mask, one of those masks that make you, you, know, that make you look like, hey, I'm not going to let anybody breathe on me or get anything in my face. And I looked at her saying, oh, come on, lady, really a mask? What, are we in China? Is it, is, are we all going to die if we don't wear a mask? And she's wearing the mask. And out of vanity, I condescend to the mask. And she's probably the only one that left that flight that doesn't have you know, blood coming their eye out of their eyes or, or, or is completely stuffed up like I am. I don't know if I'm going to wear a mask next time. You know why? Because I'm vain. I'm vain and I don't care. I'd rather ride out the disease than be on a plane with a mask looking like some sort of idiot. But ultimately, they're not really idiots. Okay, that aside, I'm all hopped up on mentholated Afrin. I'm all hopped up on uh, Tylenol Daytime. And I'm all hopped up on a very sublime fury from being at my mother's house for two hours. Now, don't tell her I said this, even though she'll probably listen to this podcast. All right. She picks me up at the airport. We get, we're on the way home from the airport. She says, the air conditioner broke today. It's like 90 degrees down here. The air conditioner broke today. But a guy's putting a new air conditioner in. Okay. Tremendous. So we get to the house. Guys are putting the air conditioner in. I always feel a little small, like I'm not a real man when I see guys putting air conditioner in. But I offered to help, but they said there was really nothing I can do, which I'm relieved about because there really is nothing I could do. So I, I of course, had a big bag of laundry from being in Atlanta for five days. So I go put it in the washing machine. So I go out to the washing machine when it's supposed to be done, and the washing machine is making some sort of weird whirring noise. And I said, is this thing okay? And she goes, it was before. Do you hear the tone? It was before what did you do to it? It was before. Did you do something wrong? It was before. We use this all the time. What did you do to my washing machine? All right. So I don't know what's wrong with the washing machine. goes, let's try it again. It's not spinning is the problem that clothes are soaked. So I'm like, what the fuck? No air conditioner. Now my clothes are soaked. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about it. And my mom's trying to pin this washing machine problem on me. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm there like a half hour. All right. So we try it again. She resets it. We wash the clothes again. Still, the spin cycle comes along. And I'm like, it's something wrong with the motor. All right. Then it comes out. All right. After, after we try it three times and she blames me three times, basically with the tone of her voice, she says, I washed a, a rug in there the other day and it got stuck. And I'm like, Oh, you don't, you think that maybe is why the motor is not working? So now we got a broken washing machine. I got to go shop for Thanksgiving and go to a laundromat in Florida. Well, that's terrific. That's something I really was looking forward to, going to a laundromat in Florida. How terrific is that? So I go put my wet clothes in a dryer at the laundromat, leave thinking they're going to be stolen, which they probably will given the way this day has gone so far. And I go to Publix to get what I need to cook a meal for 19 people. Everything goes smoothly. There was a a, a slightly, I think, developmentally disabled dwarfish woman who, who packed my bags, which brought me down to earth a little bit. I, uh, you know, I always have that moment where I'm like, are my problems that bad? So what if they steal my corduroys? This woman talks like, uh, Minnie Mouse and, and this is the way she is. And it's sad. And, uh, I hope she has a nice Thanksgiving. I wished her a nice Thanksgiving. And I said hello to the person that was waiting on me at Publix because I know it's going to be a bad weekend for them. So now I get the, I get the bags in the car. I drive to the laundromat in a panic to find that, uh, the clothes are still wet. No problem. As long as they're half dry, I can put them in the dryer back at my mother's house. All right. So I go back. I put them in the dryer. And I'm like, what else is going to break? And I don't even know how to work this car that I'm in. She has a car that it starts with a button. It's ridiculous. Anyways, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving because I'm losing my fucking mind. I can't breathe for a couple reasons. One, because I have a cold. Two, because my mom sucks the wind out of me when I'm here. And her boyfriend, John... Who's a sweet guy, but he's like a, he comes from a different era. He comes from New York in the late 40s and 50s he talks like a bebop musician and he's always talking he's always jittering around and he's always got jazz playing which is kind of relieving you know until it becomes slightly irritating but he's a charming guy and, and i like him even if he says things like how you doing marco how you doing marco polo what's up marcus aurelius how's everything going mark the mark how you doing skiddly bop do yeah it goes on and on but you know i like the guy like my mother i know she's going to listen to this but i had to get this out because i'm sitting here Looking at the ocean, wondering what to do. What to do? What am I going to do? I'm telling you, folks, Florida, people come to Florida who are either at the end of their lives, at their end of the rope. Do you understand? I am clearly at the end of my rope. People who are really out there head for the keys. You know how it is. So now I'm sitting here, parked. I'm just parked. I'm looking at the ocean. And I'm trying to decide what to do. You know, the ocean's very calming. I like looking at it. it. Makes me feel small like we're supposed to when we stand in front of the ocean. It's one of those moments you're supposed to have where you're like, Oh my God, look how big the ocean is. I'm meaningless. My life is small. I am so small in comparison to this ocean. And then there are other moments. Some people are like, there must be a God. I didn't have that moment. I, cause I have a tremendous fear of water. And if there was a God, he'd alleviate that fear for me right now. So I could enter the ocean, but I can't go in the ocean because I'm scared of it. I'm scared of, of. I'll be honest with you. I'm scared of large fish that are bigger than me that can eat me. I get scared in swimming pools at night. That's how paranoid I am. I do not like not knowing what is under me or around me or about to eat my legs. Have you ever seen a shark eat a seal? You ever seen a great white shark eat a seal? Not for me. But I tell you something, given the way the day is gone, I'm thinking about Burt Lancaster at the end of Here to Eternity. I'm thinking about entering the water. I'm going to think about it. If you hear me next podcast, I didn't do it, and I'll be in a better place. I want to make it clear that I love my mom. I like her boyfriend. But today, this first two hours of Thanksgiving has not been great. I'm sweating in a car, looking at the ocean, trying to decide what to do. I am in the uh, garage at the cat ranch. I'm in the garage at the cat ranch. Why can't I talk? I'm in the garage at the cat ranch with a dog outside with uh, Jen Kirkman inside the garage. She is a regular uh, uh, panelist. Is that what you call yourself on Chelsea Lately I, and Ryder? Yeah,
2: you're a round table person. Yeah, oh, now Ryder. it's a round
0: table? Now you're a knight? You're like a. a- <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like the Algonquin <laughs> Round Table. Oh, okay, that's what,
0: yeah, is that how you refer to it? It's just like that. It's the same it's exactly, level of discourse.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Highbrow. Intellectual. Highbrow,
2: kind of elitist. Weeks, you know, exclusive.
0: That's what. Uh, that's what. How people describe Chelsea's show? They say it's very highbrow. She alienates a lot of people with her intelligence.
2: Uh well, she is very intelligent. The I know. Show she is ridiculous.
0: No, I think she uh, actually. I've grown to like her quite a bit. I think she does a very good job at uh, at doing that show, and she's very funny, and she's quick, and she knows her. Uh, She knows the uh, parameters of her craft.
2: Right, 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 right.
0: But she runs a good show. So are you writing on there too as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that entail? You write her jokes?
2: I write, yeah, I write, you know, we write some of the stuff she says in the show. We write sketches. We write monologues there's a bunch of people she writes to she's in the room with us it's like an awesome writing job that if i ever leave there i'm gonna be so fucked yeah because it's like i can't do one of these shows where it's like you write for some guy you never see him you sit alone in a room like i have to be like we're all together in the morning like yelling and screaming and it's like a very i hate when people say that something in show business is like a family but it is actually like a very dysfunctional family where we're horrible to each other and we're nice to each other and we're yelling and screaming and there's a weird boundaries of like yeah you know, when people are awful to you, and then they make it seem like you were awful to them, and then right. you're apologizing, and then you really like them, and it's totally mental. It's like yeah. that.
0: Oh, well, that sounds really fun.
2: It's kind of fun in a weird way. It's, it's all be, I know.
0: It's got to be very engaging. Well, I'm just happy you're working. I mean, God, I think I met you when you were, what, 10? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like I was trying to remember.
2: I was 22.
0: Was it? I would just remember there was some... I think the first time I met you, you were doing, it was stand up on some, it was on the Upper East Side or West Side. It was at a bar and it was like one of those, uh, booked shows and you had like really short hair and you look like Winona Ryder. And oh, you, were... you met
2: me then? Yeah. I don't think I remember meeting you then. Really? Yeah. I had just moved to New York. Yeah. I might've even been, cause you know, I moved to New York for a day. Did I ever tell you? I don't even think. Maybe I that's I
0: when I met you on that day.
2: No, I moved to I was at in Boston and I read this article about the Luna Lounge in New York. It right. was like in a Boston magazine. I'm like, I'm going to perform there. I'd never done stand up. I moved to New York
0: to to perform to
2: perform know. at Luna Lounge. I had never been to New York. I just my boyfriend took me in a U-Haul to Brooklyn. I moved there and then the next day I'm like walking around Ludlow Street and I go up to the bartender like, hey, how do I get on the show? He's like, I have nothing to do with the show. It's like here on Monday nights, blah, blah, blah. And I was being such an asshole to him. And he's like, you need to make a tape. I'm like, I don't need to make a tape. Like I came out of the box. It robbed, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I was just an asshole to him. And I was like, fuck New York. And I left two days later.
0: That was the end of your New York experience? That was the
2: end of my New York. And I went and started doing comedy in Boston with Eugene. And then I moved to to so, New York a year later. So
0: you were part of that original comedy studio Eugene Merman, Rich Jenkins crew? Yeah wow i'm
2: just laughing about rick jenkins
0: yeah i don't even know uh, i don't uh, know where he is or what he's doing
2: i just laugh because he would always give these intros that were like so amazing that like if you moved away he would act like that you were famous like she's in la and she has a manager like that would be the intro and you'd come back and feel like such a complete asshole. (laughs) she's really going places (laughs) but yeah so you probably met me like right when i moved oh my god that's so embarrassing
0: no we were everybody was cute and young and everyone was having fun and i was already a little I wasn't older i was not having fun i don't know you were um you were definitely doing the work i'm just so happy that you oh, that's you, so su- nice. you surfaced and you uh, cuz i i think there was some time there wasn't there a dark time where you were, you weren't uh, where it wasn't happening or you were going to leave or
2: Yeah, it was dark the entire time. It was dark in L.A. It's been dark since I got hired on a job that I never intended to. It's still dark. Like, it's all dark. There's people with fucking plastic surgery pretending they're not my age. I mean, it's terrible.
0: But I mean, like. People are
2: getting ahead. They're they're zooming by me.
0: Yeah? Like who?
2: No, I don't know. Everybody's doing great. Everyone's fine. Oh, that's
0: very LA of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. learned the language. Yeah, I true. had a, I had an incident yesterday where I said something negative to somebody, and it was it didn't it wasn't anybody important, but I know how this this world works out here. Yeah, it's all really about ten people who talk to each other on the phone all day, and they talk to another ten people. Yeah, so like somebody you think is just you know your waiter, you could say something negative about another performer, and like within two days your manager's like, "What are you saying about so and so?"
2: Oh yeah, like, no, how- I'll never say anything about anyone. But the first time I met you was at Luna or a thing. And I, you were like one of the only people that smoked. I smoked, and I feel like no one smoked. And I b- tried to bum a cigarette off you, and you gave it to me, and you stared me down before you gave it to me. Yeah. Like I had to earn it in yeah. some kind of weird way that I didn't know. Like <laughs> I didn't know how I was earning it, but you were making up your mind. And then you go, "I'm not going to stand here and talk to you while you smoke it." And oh, I go, "Come on." I go, "I know, I know. I wasn't asking. Like I'm not trying to hang out with you. I just wanted a cigarette." And then you're like, "Uh huh." Oh. And then you gave it to me. You were horrible. <laughs> Horrible. I was like, "What the
0: fuck?" Uh, can I apologize?
2: No, I'm not mad about it. It was what I expected. It you know.
0: I, you know, people keep telling me these stories about me, and I, uh, and
2: you were sober too. There's like no excuse. For I me.
0: was, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. So that was like within ten years ago.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Maybe I was newly sober. It was
2: '99, I think.
0: Maybe, oh, so I was going through. a Hang difficult on, let time. me get my
2: diary. Will you? I, Did I... you?
0: Do you have the mark <laughs> entries? Did you <laughs> underline the mark entries for my show? <laughs> Well, shit, at that time, I'd just left a wife. I'd gotten sober. I'd uh, hooked up with uh, Mishnah, and it was like uh, I was No, like, you
2: weren't with Mishnah. You're still married. You're doing Jerusalem syndrome. I remember. That's
0: when I started with Mishnah.
2: Oh, okay. It
0: was covert.
2: Right, okay. I and it was it that. was a
0: very difficult- Well, that's uh, always
2: meant to be when you do that shit.
0: Yeah, it, it turned out if... it was meant to be, <laughs> somehow or another. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could have done a lot of things without her, and now I, I know I can uh, do plenty without her. But you just got married, so Jesus-
2: I stood in your backyard at your fucking wedding, right I, over there. I
0: wanted it to last. I you know, I, I thought it was a very charming wedding.
2: I yeah. loved it. I remember this one thing you said. You go, here's to shitty dads or something like that's that. That's
0: because my dad wasn't there, and yeah. her dad wasn't there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Here's to not having uh, Is da- your dad going to hear this? And yeah, that's just...
0: all right. Oh, okay. It's all right. He just, my, my brother just got married a second time, and he didn't go, but I guarantee you that whatever wedding she's going to have next is going to be huge. It's not
2: going to be in a backyard. Hell No. It's not going to be anywhere near the east side. All
0: I know is that when people say, like, you know, I don't care. No, this is perfect. This is right. That, you know, really inside of them, they're wired exactly the same as everybody else, and they want all the things that they say they
2: don't. I didn't, and I meant it. that my wedding was simple. It but was you like had a, a nice factory. wedding,
0: though. But you had you had people there. I mean, you, you went to oh, the Oh, I place. had people there. But Where'd I you get married? To,
2: in uh, Sudbury, Massachusetts.
0: Who comes from there?
2: <laughs> well, we're both from Massachusetts. He's from the Cape, Neal, and I'm from a suburb. What I'm does he him. do? He's an editor, uh, like a comedy editor. editor. A comedy um, editor. He, he was like working at Funny or Die, and then he just directed a movie with Matt Besser, so now he's editing the movie.
0: Now, how long have you been married? How long has it been? Two months. Um, And you're enjoying it?
2: I'm loving it.
0: Is it any different than it was before? I think so. Because you're married.
2: It feels different. Like, I don't know what it is. You're it, in.
0: I mean, it is different.
2: I ran into, Neil and I ran into David Cross, and we were like, Oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. That must
0: have been happy. It's always happy to run into Oh, David my Cross. God.
2: He's like an old friend of Neil's and like, you know, what's your boyfriend's friendly. Last, what's your ma- Mahoney. Have I met him? I think so, yeah. Okay. But probably very briefly, like backstage at UC. So
0: Cross, how did he ring so, How did he shit on your he's, day? He's
2: like, hey, guys, I haven't seen you in so long. What's new? And we're like, nothing. And then we're like, oh, wait, no, we got married. And he goes, is that necessary? And we go, what do you mean? He goes, this like legalized prostitution. I'm like, oh, are we, what are we, in high school with <sighs> having like some kind of identity, you know? Like- yeah,
0: yeah. Is, is this the radical high school society? Oh,
2: yeah. oh, my God. I was like, well, no, I mean, I guess it's not, but it, it meant something to us because it's just, I don't know, as long as the tradition exists, like it, we make it what we want. And he's like, but I thought you were a feminist. I'm like, I am, but what, do I have to exclude myself? From and this traditions? happened in
0: like five minutes?
2: Yeah, it was at a cocktail party, at an Emmy party. It was like... I was had nothing to do with the Emmys. My friend got me into the party.
0: Dave Cross, raining on the parade. So
2: then, uh, but then he goes, so I go, well, we don't want kids, so it is kind of weird that we're getting married. He goes, you don't want kids. And then he thought that was so fucked up. I'm like, how do you not understand that? How does, it made no sense to me.
0: You got a couple more years before they- I don't
2: want them. Yeah. I do not want to care for something. I will hate them. I'm not interested. I have a whole life ahead of me.
0: So what's that life look like when you're like 50? It
2: looks fucking great. Really? I'm in. I have a trainer. I'm in good shape. <laughs> I'm gonna do it then. <laughs> I don't know why I'm gonna get my shit together. Maybe you could
0: just borrow a kid for a while.
2: I don't want one. I don't want to love not, anything.
0: Uh, what about your husband?
2: I want to love him. Oh, does he want kids?
0: No, but I mean, but you love him, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to love something that can take care of itself and that doesn't technically need me.
0: Maybe you get a teenager. They need you oh, you're right they do
2: no i don't want I don't want one I Why not, do I need one
0: you don't I don't think about it that much, you know, the moments that I think about it they're sort of like, well, if I don't have kids, am I going to be one of those grown ups without kids, and am I going to fully you know become uh, uh what is it a well rounded adult in the sense that I think when you're forced to be selfless, it's sort of part of the evolution of being a grown up and I think that you know older people without kids eventually maybe it's just my perception of them seem a little cranky and uh, a little weird.
2: Um, It's selfless not to have kids because you're not adding to the pollution. You can do charity. You can help people. I, I don't, don't believe that shit that it's selfless. It is selfless because you have to give up everything. You can't take a shower. Like, you're busy. I get that part of it. But but the fact that that is what is defined as selfless nowadays makes me fucking crazy. Okay, like, all right. Why? Do,
0: well, I guess the bigger question is why do you hate children? Seriously.
2: I don't know. I didn't like them when I was one. <laughs> I, Gary Coleman said that once and I was like, yes, Gary. I totally fucking agree. They were awful to me and I think they're... They're terrible. Yeah. And they're cute too. I like babies.
0: For a few days. That's what I say. Yeah. They're fun for a day or two and then, you know. They have too
2: much insight. Like they look at you and they just get something. They're from some spiritual realm where there's a lot of intelligence and then they get here and they look at you and it fucking freaks me out. So
0: you're threatened by children because they see right through you. Yes. They call you on your shit in the unspoken language of a child.
2: Yes. Sort of like the way you looked at me when I asked you for a cigarette in 1999. They just, uh, just sit there judging you and looking, and you're like, what, what? And then you fall apart.
0: You don't think that you're projecting onto this <laughs> kid? Maybe the kid's just saying, I'm hungry. Is that my mommy? <laughs> I- You don't think so. They're, I think you're right. Like When the brain is just growing like that, they can just pierce right through you. And Yeah,
2: you know. they have nothing else like me. Like I'm distracted. I'm but, not spiritual anymore.
0: Honestly, though, I think what you're doing is looking at the child- and and realizing how far away you are from that and what that child is actually seeing in you is you realizing that you wish you were you know that open, that spiritual, that uh, perfect and that it's just never going to happen again. So fuck that kid.
2: That seems fine to me.
0: Okay. You seem like you're pretty ready for most things actually. Are you giving yourself enough credit? You're employed. Huh. You're doing stand up. You're respected. You know, people come to see you now.
2: They do well. No, I'm just I feel like I'm a mess. Like, we have to go to Australia on Friday for the show, and I'm convinced I'm gonna die because I get anxiety attacks on airplanes. And I don't like being
0: oh, Jesus, you better get some medicine. Though, no, I got, a, I got clonopin. I oh, got clonopin. That'll do it. That's a long one, man. It's
2: 14 and a half.
0: I've done that twice.
2: And then I don't like being there. Like being there, I feel like I'm going to be like I'm in Australia. I can't leave. I can't just get on a plane. Like nothing. I know. Like I get agoraphobic that way. I get
0: you, you're panicked. Gonna, you're going to get island disease. Like you know, like you're going to be on an island and you're going to feel stranded. Yes, that, yes. That, that island's about as big as this country, and you might. Where are you going? Sydney. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a great time.
2: See, I don't think that way. It, to me, it's going to be horrible. I'm like, oh, maybe something will happen, and I won't have to go. Like they'll cancel it. Like,
0: but you're just filled with dread because you're afraid.
2: Yeah, fear and dread is what how I live. But yeah, that's, me too. That's what? not how you have a child. You don't have a child if you feel that way.
0: I know, but don't you want to correct this thing? I mean, I'm working I- on it. Are you really?
2: I'm in therapy every freaking week. Really? I've been f- since the beginning of time. Since I was 21.
0: You f- don't. 15 if, years. When do you re- When are you going to realize you have no control over anything? and that you know fear and dread is just your way of trying to protect yourself from enjoying anything.
2: Fear,
0: uh, fear and dread's very consistent. When you sit and speculate negatively about the future, then it could only get better and you're assuming this amount of control that you don't have. The flight will be fine. You'll get to Australia and instead of what like, and this is coming from a guy, you know me. I mean, I'm I'm full of dread and panic. Yeah, yeah. But uh but you know it, you just Even if you don't have a good time, even if you're, you might as well just sit there and feel lost and weird, then like, oh, this sucks.
2: Yeah. I'm not good with sitting and feeling the lost and weird, like going with the panic. Yeah. Because I know I can't control it and I'm not afraid like the plane's going to crash or dying or anything. I just don't like being in situations that I don't decide to be in. Like I have to go.
0: So you're like a child. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, that's why it, you don't
0: it, want to have children.
2: Yes, I'm working on so much shit that by the time I grow up and get my shit together, you'll be fifty. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, I love, I can't wait to enjoy this adulthood a little bit. Yeah,
0: finally, I've, I've got like maybe twenty years left. I might as well have a good I'm time. I'm gonna
2: have a garden or something. I just
0: said that to a friend of mine. I said, look, I, I just like the, you know, you start to realize you get past a certain age that there's that and there's not that much time left, and I'd like to enjoy some of it. Is that okay? Yeah yeah
2: yeah no it is okay i feel like i'm coming off I, if i was listening to me i'd be like i f- cannot stand this girl right now i'm already worried about people sending you emails like don't ever
0: you'd be surprised how many people once you start talking that you you'll you, i don't know you'll get emails like that but you know people identify with you the, the thing about talking about this kind of stuff in an honest way is that not many people do it so there'll be judges but there'll also be people that are like oh my god no one ever says that. I feel exactly that way.
2: I know someone actually did email me once that they get panic attacks and I wrote them this long thing back that was like, and they just never wrote back. And I'm like, they were probably just like, hey, thanks for mentioning it. I had one once and I'm like, Ugh.
0: well, there's an old uh, a bit of advice that was passed down to me by somebody else. If you are, you know, sitting at home, freaking out, uh-huh. like, you know, like, I'm fucked. This is I'm fucked. Just like for a second, realize you're just a person sitting in a room. That most of what you freak out about is something you're generating yourself. Yeah,
2: it's all in my head.
0: Yeah, but that's easy to dismiss that. But that means you can execute some control over it. Yeah. In the the way where it's sort of like, try to stay in the present. Like, you know, what color are my shoes? What do I have to do right now? Yes. And stay there as opposed to like, what you probably do is what I do is like, in the middle of that, you're going to, you go, fuck, I got to go to Australia. And then everything turns to shit.
2: And then I go, then it keeps going further. Like someday my parents are going to die. Then I'm going to die. And then what if I lose gravity and fall off the planet? Like I go insane places in my head. Yep.
0: I don't do that anymore.
2: Well, I'm glad you used to. You know what I'm fucking talking about.
0: No, I absolutely know what you're talking about, but I can't, I don't have the energy to do it anymore. I don't have the energy to be afraid of flying anymore. I used to be petrified of flying. I was a guy that would be like, you know, buzzing the stewardess. There's a sound different. The sound changed. (laughs) Did you hear the sound change? I once freaked out because there was oil leaking out of something on the on the wing. I saw oil leaking, uh, and I knew it was leaking. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I sat there for like an hour going, this is fucked up. This is, this, I've got. Oh. And I was the guy that went up to the front of the plane and told the head stewardess guy, or the flight attendant, like, yeah. there's oil leaking <laughs> at the plane. And you know what he told me? What else could he tell me? He said, that's normal. Oh, re- right. Like, that's
2: what they always say.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, it's normal that there's oil leaking at the plane. <laughs> But I guess some of those things are like cars. You know, I mean, they can still fly.
2: Yeah, it's probably like coolant. Well, the last time I, I got hope it wasn't really coolant,
0: <laughs> like it's, it's smoking antifreeze.
2: <laughs> the last time I got scared, I tried to run up the plane while it was taking off. This is pre nine eleven, and I was going to L.A. actually to do a show, and uh, the stewardess had to hold me hold me they they put me they made a little bed for me and they held me like i was a child
0: that's pathetic
2: (laughs) and i was with other fucking comedians
0: were people looking at you yes
2: people were staring and you were crying i was hyperventilating it was just like that kind of i'm not like that anymore now i'm fine i have fun i have a glass of champagne you know i get the fashion magazine the klanaban
0: conquering my fear of flying taught me a lot about conquering fears in life because it is so, it is it is it is really the core of of that panic disorder. Because if you're afraid of flying, yeah, you you get onto that machine and you've got to fly somewhere, and you have absolutely no control over any of it. Yeah. Like it becomes a metaphor for life. You don't know how to fly a plane. If something was to go wrong, there was nothing you can do. So literally, either you choose to live in the panic. Which which, 99% of the time will turn out to be a waste of fucking time and energy. Yeah. Or you fucking let go and say, you know, it's out of my hands.
2: I wish I could let go and have the physical stuff stop happening. Like, you let go mentally, but then I'm still shaking and the heart's really? racing. It's very physical. How do you
0: perform comedy like that?
2: I don't panic when I'm doing comedy. Only when I'm in planes or outside of my home.
0: Outside anywhere?
2: <laughs> no, I mean outside <laughs> of my home country like I get oh, all right but I'm see I have di- but that's
0: so common because I get that too and then I realize it's because like despite the fact that I'm critical of our government and, and I have my own issues with American culture that that it's just too weird and different over there there's different cereal, people talking an accent that's different I can't immediately have no boundaries with them and communicate yeah, and, I
2: don't like other places
0: well I like other places it's just that I'm a little nervous about the about how I'm going to socialize right and and because it's a whole different culture and it's in more intimate culture and it's very set and it's Ways. Mm-hmm. Most other countries are, you know, we're the only one that is just this huge conglomerate of a bunch of, you know, freaky different traditions of yeah. all different kinds. Like I, like it, all becomes hazy to me. Like it's, it seems like it's just fading into the past.
2: I know there was a lot of power yoga.
0: I did a lot. Of, that's right. We bonded with, on that too because I saw you at power with power yoga Joe,
2: the fat yoga teacher at the YMCA, who, who used I to can, t- get mad at his dad.
0: Yeah, right. And he talked about like you know, some of you are out here to write screenplays. <laughs> I'm writing a project, um, but that doesn't matter now. Right? I loved
2: him. He'd come in and go, oh, I just got off the phone with my dad. And then he'd just start blaring tool or something. Yeah, right. And, and we'd do like an angry... Turning up the heat. <laughs> we'd do and an angry downward dog.
0: I used to love that class. And it just was too early sometimes. And, and I always hurt myself. I got to go back to yoga.
2: You'd That's always right. be there with a huge coffee, which I really thought was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I do that. I Like, I'll chew nicotine gum at yoga. I, I, I'll push it. <laughs>
2: I would fart if I had coffee and did yoga. Really? Did you? I ever... don't like fart humor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I then I'm not going to laugh at that. No, no, I'm not.
2: That wasn't even supposed to be funny. But I just I don't I can't have anything in my body. Have you farted
0: in a yoga class and gotten caught?
2: No, I just well I haven't been to yoga in a long time. I'm into this like doing nothing and gaining weight thing. I guess right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm slipping towards that, but I'm not going to do it. It's so weird about farts, and I, I know you're not into fart humor, but like. It's because I'm judgmental of it too. I remember there was a guy in the old class who farted and it was like the, this sort of old guy trying to be young and I just couldn't, he was just a farter from there on out. He was the <laughs> guy who farted and I'll never forget that he farted. Like, like for, if I see him ever now, it's like, Hey, I, I know something about you. Cause he's always one of these older guys I see at the Y who's like, you know, I'm the, you know, I'm the shit. I'm, oh yeah. I'm, I'm 60, but I'm the shit. I'm like, nah, you're the farter.
2: I know everyone does it, but you do judge it. Like somehow they don't have the control.
0: I, it's just like, why is that such a fucked up thing? Like, now, like, I, I have a roommate now, and I'm just paralyzed with fear in my own house to fart freely.
2: Oh, well, yeah, you don't want to do that with. Now, I do it at home a lot to kneel. In fact, like, a child will run up to him oh, and be fart? like, listen to this, because they can make, I can do some crazy, really? like, trumpet noises. You're, you're
0: a fart artist?
2: I can't, like, yeah, I can't control it, but sometimes if I feel like it.
0: And you guys are at that level? Or well, uh, married, I mean. Right, that's, that's one of the gifts of marriage, is being able to fart trumpet and be proud of it.
2: I think we got that out of the way early. I don't yeah. remember what happened. I normally do not like that stuff.
0: It's such a relief to get that out But I out know of
2: Jimmy Pardo has never farted in front of his wife. He told me that once. Are
0: you serious? Yeah. I, because I'm, like, relatively gassy, I think, as people go. And to, to be condemned to not being able to fart is, like, miserable. Because you can't sleep, and then you got to get out of bed. To yeah, sleep.
2: it does take it down a notch in my eyes. Like, it doesn't take my husband down a notch, but if I had a crush on a guy or something, and, like...
0: You have to learn to enjoy their expressions.
2: I've never had a casual sex with someone that ended that up farting. Of. No, but if they had, it would be done. Yeah. But in a relationship, I guess it's different, because it's like, well, you're going to die... Do you remember casual sex? You're going to die on me. The movie or the the, the actual act of the it? The
0: act of it. Like, what were deal breakers for you? Like, because I, you know, I've, I've done some... I've done some sexing in the last couple of years, like more than I have in my a long time.
2: And what what are the deal breakers for
0: <laughs> like in in that when you don't know somebody that well and you've already had sex with them and then you're sort of like, you know, oh, this is it. He, he just did that.
2: You know what? I feel like I never got the chance to be the one that broke the deal. What I found in any of my casual experiences was I would be like, "Okay, this is cool. I I don't want a relationship. I swear to God in my life. I'm in this, pro- you know, I just want to have fun." Yeah. And then they would never call again be like one night of fun someone i know and they would be like yeah this can be a casual thing never again and then i'd run into them and be like hey and i'm like what, do, am i horrible i must be terrible <laughs> and there must be something so wrong with me
0: that's interesting see i don't talk to women a lot and i need to talk to them more
2: i yeah it, it's it was the weirdest thing and my friends were like you can't put it out there and go hey i'm available for you know
0: and then freak out whatever
2: like it, it they don't like that they want to I mean, it really. They I want think you to fight them. No, they want to chase you and hunt you and have you be demure, even though it's a casual sex. You I, know have, what I, mean? I have
0: no patience for that. I'd much rather have casual sex, but you freaked out after. It sounds like.
2: No, I didn't freak out.
0: Really? Yeah. How come you're like, what? You don't want to talk to me anymore? You don't. You no,
2: know? that was going in my head. Like uh, this one guy was like, "Hey, we should." Like he literally put it out there. Like, "Hey, let me take you out sometime." I listen. I just got to tell you, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm like perfect. Neither am I. I just had my heart broken. I just want to like screw around. He was like, "Great, me too." And he's like, "But I feel kind of cheap just like jumping into it." So let me take you out to dinner or whatever. I'm like, "Great." So <laughs> what the, a sport. Yeah. So we <laughs> go to. But we were like friends. We yeah. were old friends. We yeah. were Hanging out. The thing happened. And, and then, the thing, yeah. and he was like, we both seemed to be having fun. And, you know, there was like, he wanted to hang out at later, you know, that night. It wasn't like, get out of here or anything right, like right. that. And then I was like, cool, that was fun. And then I, you know, wait a couple of days and then I would call again and be like, hey, you want to meet up? And then nothing, nothing ever again. And I'm like, I don't know what I did. Huh. And that's happened a lot. Really? Yeah. So I don't what, know. You're not even
0: friends anymore, like?
2: no i see him now we're friends oh, but okay. this happened with a lot of maybe, maybe they're comedians maybe, maybe, maybe they're comedians.
0: embarrassed
2: yeah and you know what i think might happen i had a good friend we had this he was like a boyfriend's friend yeah and then after that boyfriend i broke up we were like hey and
0: that's what i did now i was an asshole
2: well the guy cheated on me and dumped me and his best friend was like don't fucking treat her like that you know like she's a cool so, chick, so he
0: stood up for you and you fucked him
2: he didn't stand up for me but he was just like we remain friends. He's like, "Hey, I hope that just oh, cuz I live with this right. asshole that we aren't friends." So, but but the relationship went on from Boston to Brooklyn to LA. Like it followed me everywhere. Like whenever we were single, we would call each other and have so much fun.
0: That's a fuck friend.
2: Yeah. But I never got attached to him because I would never ever date someone like him and he would never <laughs> date someone like me. So, but he was just too much of a free spirit, like pothead, like not my type. Really? I have you know, I don't, I don't know the gauge.
0: No, I don't think that's true at all.
2: Oh, okay. I was having Twitter fights with people all day.
0: I noticed. What the hell happened there?
2: <laughs> I just feel like fucking with people. Really? I just like to get people mad so that I can have people following me that truly like me.
0: So you're trying to get rid of the, the hangers on? Mm-hmm. How many do you have?
2: I have 8,000 something, but I don't know how many are hangers on and how many are decent. It's hard to decent. know. But I just like this one person said something about something and it's so stupid i don't like that whole culture at all i can I don't, tell i, I, I it's not good I, for you're me you're
0: just detached from it
2: i'm like if oh no i'm engaged in it but yeah people call me horrible things and
0: from because of the show appearances or no
2: this guy wrote can you give me a shout out on the chelsea show and i wrote instead of just running back no or not running back i just wrote fuck you i don't do shout outs it's disgusting i just wrote something kind of rude
0: you engaged
2: yeah, but I wasn't like emotionally charged about what I wrote. I just thought it was kind of funny to, to say it like that. Yeah, and he went crazy, and then his friends were emailing. Well, we're
0: so accessible now. Like you're the person on TV. He's the fucking guy who's just like, oh, I'm following her following, or and you know, and, I don't
2: like it.
0: Well, well, that's it's very hard to maintain any sort of boundaries because if you're like us, like you, you're not great with the boundaries. I'm not great with the boundaries. No. I'll engage with just about anybody, and then all of a sudden you're in this thing. With some, I'm like,
2: was Frank Sinatra doing this? Like, no.
0: Are you kidding? He was. Kidding? Frank Sinatra's feet never touched the ground.
2: No, I mean, it's like the relationship is this: I talk, you laugh. That's our conversation.
0: Well, sometimes people write funny things, and I'll retweet it, and I, I don't mind communicating with my fans in a fairly intimate way because I do this type of show. I mean, I'm not up, I'm not sitting here telling jokes. So when people listen to this, they know me. They have a very, you know, like when yes. you do this. I, I don't know them, but when they walk up to me and they go, what are you going to do about that dog? I can't go, how the fuck do you know that? Because no, it's the good. Dog it's isn't...
2: nice. But when people see me telling Lindsay Lohan jokes on TV, they don't know my politics or who I am or What's whatever. What's going on with her? Oh, I don't know. I actually, this is an example. I think uh. she's going to die by February. I am putting. I hope she does not, but I, she's pres- pretty far down the prescription drug hole. Really? Mm-hmm. I think she's on all the pills.
0: Oh, it's so sad. She was so pretty.
2: Yeah, she was.
0: Well, that's a nice note to end on. <laughs> Try not to fight with people on Twitter. I'm going to go see if I can give some Adderall to that dog. And it was uh, great talking to you, Jen Kirk.
2: Thanks for having me. And I'm
0: so glad you're doing well.
2: I'm glad you're doing well.
0: I wish we had some ice cream or something. Do you Uh, eat sweets?
2: I just turned vegan.
0: All right. We're not done yet. Now, what the fuck is And I gained
2: fucking 10 pounds.
0: What are you eating then? Why would you go vegan?
2: Because I couldn't. I had a cheese addiction. And I could not stop getting. That's what you
0: get. You're going to judge potheads, and you had a cheese addiction.
2: (laughs) I mean, it was bad. Like eating a block of cheese.
0: That's like eating lard.
2: I know. That's so good.
0: So your veganism is a reaction to your cheese. No,
2: I've been a vegetarian for twenty year, twenty two years.
0: Yeah, I, I tried it, but it's not the healthiest thing in the world.
2: No, but vegan for me, I was like, I might as well go to the next step because dairy's kind of bad for the immune system. and.
0: Dairy's just bad. I try not to eat it.
2: it there's just no, it, it's like dairy eggs. That was the next thing I should cut out. So yeah. that was it. I eat actually really well, like lots of salads and yeah. tofu and vegetables and grain and peanut like butter. Peanut butter. I eat yeah. it real food daily a lot. There's amazing food Too there. Too much
0: beans and, green, and grains.
2: Maybe that's why I'm farting like a trumpet.
0: Yeah. I, I'd ask you to do it on the show, but I know it's something you just share with your husband.
2: I can't make myself It's just If I feel one coming on I can hold it in If I was on a date I would yeah. hold it in Yeah And since I'm married With him I'll run up to him And be like Listen And just try to Make him crazy
0: Well that sounds Like love to me Yeah I think it is Thanks for being on the show Thank you
2: Thank <laughs> you
1: Delgado. Oh, my God. I
0: have to introduce my guests. You know, we try to have a big tent on the show, and, and uh, I am not a stranger to listening to uh, ethnic radio. Can I call it that? A Latino radio? You can call it whatever
1: you want, Mark uh,
0: Of course, some of you recognize that voice. That is Chupacabra, who is one of the most popular Latino. Is that what we're going with? See, sí. uh, Latino. DJs, do you call him a DJ? DJ. Yeah, DJ on, uh, he's been on many stations. He broadcasts, uh, I, where are you broadcasting now? Out of LA?
1: I'm here in LA, but syndicated por todo el mundo. nueve El sangre de los ángeles. Now, you know what's
0: interesting about that? I had no idea what you said, but I still find it entertaining.
1: I said 911.1.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I find that when I listen to, uh, latino radio mm-hmm. that uh, i don't even care if i understand the language it's just so fun
1: when i listen to jewish podcasting i don't think whether you are controlling the media
0: now wait a minute now you you don't do a political show do you chupacabra no
1: we, we cover all types of events we talk to people we have conversation we play music we do prank phone call Todo that you want. But, uh,
0: but the thing is, is that it seemed to me that the Jewish comments seem... Uh, now, is uh, there, it's common now... Are you a Jewish
1: person? Y- yes. Are you doing podcasting? Yes. Then we are on a Jewish podcast.
0: I know, but the controlling the media thing seemed a little out in left field.
1: Are you controlling the media that you send out the podcasting for todo el mundo? Yes, I am. Well, then you are Jewish podcasting controlling the media.
0: Okay, I, I, I see your point. But, it, you know, it's, it's fairly common knowledge that in the Latino community... Sí. That there has been some resistance to uh, to gay rights, and, yes. But uh, but you do you talk about that on your radio show? Or are you?
1: We don't talk about politics. We just say maybe you shouldn't vote for Prop A. Why?
0: But that seems to be fairly specifically talking about politics.
1: No, it's no it's no politics because if it were politics, we would say, "Oh, this president cannot marry this president." But in this case, we're just saying, no, Mr. Mr. Mariposa cannot marry Mrs. Mariposa, the man. Do you have a problem with gay marriage? I have no problem with you. Do whatever it is you want to do inside the house, okay? Yeah. But when we come outside the house and you want to come into the holy union of marriage, uh, frente al Dios, eh, the public, you cannot do this kind of thing for me. Right. Because... You know, the one thing that we can all agree on, los negros yeah. y los hispanos, yeah. is that we must crush los gays.
0: So you're saying that the blacks and the Latinos must must crush the gays. Yes. But that seems fairly biased and bigoted and, and off-base.
1: I'm sorry, I do not understand those words.
0: It seems wrong to me that you would uh, deny the gays the the right to uh, have what they want. It
1: would seem wrong to me that your people lend money at an exorbitant rate, but <laughs> I do not tell you about them.
0: I Well, you just did tell me about it.
1: But I was in a hypothetical sense. Oh, we've got a caller. Can we take this caller?
0: We don't. We, we're doing a podcast. We All can't right. take a caller.
1: All right. It's caller number three, I think.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, caller. All right. Hello, caller.
1: Hola, Mark Madden.
0: H- hello, who's this?
1: Yo soy un baby.
0: Oh, it's a baby on the phone, uh, Chupacabra.
1: Oh, hello baby. <laughs> ¿Qué pasa, baby? <laughs> Hi, Mark Maron. I have a question.
0: What, what, what's your question, baby? You, baby,
1: You have the new t-shirt with the WTF uh, podcast?
0: I do. I have them now available to subscribers. You can buy one off the site. Do
1: you have baby t-shirt?
0: I, I've not printed any baby
1: T-shirts. Oh, maybe it's time to print some baby t shirt for this baby. Did you know that you had a baby fan base? No,
0: I didn't know I had a baby fan base. So Mark
1: I... Maron, would you send me one of your gatos por mail?
0: You want a cat in the mail? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll, I'll do that for you, baby. I, uh, I was, uh... Thank you, Mark Maron. You're welcome. Thank you for calling.
1: Ah, the baby. Yeah. That's a nice baby. Yeah,
0: I've never taken a caller. I got to tell you, it was a pretty good experience. We got
1: a number. The phone lines are lighting up.
0: Do we have a caller on line? What line would that be? Four. Line four. Hello.
1: Or line. (laughs) Who's this? The, uh,
0: I don't understand what he's saying, do I'm
1: saying it's Señor Juarez is on the phone. Oh,
0: Señor Juarez on the phone. How quack, wha- qua,
1: quack, 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 that's Señor Juárez' song. Oh, okay. He called my radio station.
0: Okay, now when you're on your radio station, do you usually have a, a machine where you push a button and the song comes, or you just go uh, organic like <speaking> that? It's
1: organic.
0: That's that's really old school. That's horrific. Yes. It's... So are we still on the phone with...
1: Yeah. i uh, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still here.
0: Yes, uh, Senor Juarez. Do you have a question for me or uh yes. El Chupacabra? Uh,
1: Mark Meyer, yes. Why don't you believe in God?
0: I, because I I just don't find uh, that that uh, I have a need to believe in God.
1: Well, what happened when you die?
0: Nothing. Wow. Is he all right? Hello.
1: Hello. Ch- oh, that's a shame! I think Singo <laughs> I think Singo Juan just found out what was about to happen to him.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> we had our first death on the air by caller on a show that has never taken calls before. This is a tremendous experience. Oh, so Chupacabra, see. do you uh, do you do a lot of remotes? Because I know. Uh, oh the-
1: yeah, we go out into the field all the time. We mm-hmm. do like j- walking.
0: The J. Oh, you say j- you yep. walk.
1: That's a funny man, Leno.
0: Is he a funny man? Yeah. Don't you think that the early show is uh, a little weird?
1: The early show called Tom Snyder?
0: No, no, the early show at 10 at night with Jay Leno. It seems No, that
1: is the time because who wants to watch beautiful people investigate rapes yeah. when they can watch Jay Leno? What? Rape America with his jokes.
0: Oh, that's very funny. I saw how you did the little turn on that. I though. didn't even know he was coming. Did you? Do Have you ever met Jay Leno?
1: Oh, yes. We you came got... up together, Comedy and Magic Club. Oh, really? Yes. You did comedy? No, no. I was washing dishes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a recent immigrant from yeah. Pasadena.
0: Pasadena, California. Yes, born and raised. Yeah. It must have been hard coming up in Pasadena. It was
1: so difficult. Because, you know, they had not developed, mm. and we were at that point, we were, everyone in Pasadena seems like they're going to be Ronald Reagan.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, I, I've i not spent much time there, although it's right down the street. It's I go, beautiful. Is it? I go to old Pasadena. I old went, Pass. Yeah, I went to the H&M store to buy a jacket. and
1: Oh, did you buy it?
0: Yeah, I bought it. I'm wearing it. Did you
1: make you wearing it? Yeah. That's a night jacket. Yeah, it's a that's good price. A night jacket. Thank you very much. Do you know what I prefer to watch instead of jackets is pajamas?
0: You like pajamas? I
1: love the word pajamas.
0: Is that why you're wearing them now?
1: I'm currently wearing a pair of pajamas. my favorite, Los Dodgers.
0: Yeah, w- the Dodgers pajamas. Los
1: Dodgers.
0: <laughs> oh, do you do, you, do you do the little thing on the radio where it's like, dun, 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 dun. What's that baseball thing? I love that you
1: don't use machinery. That's No. It. How about your man?
0: Uh, see, I. Oh, is that my phone? I think that's it's your phone.
1: F- Do you have a phone? What a professional!
0: Yeah. What, what a
1: professional podcaster!
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently I don't. Is it a caller?
1: That. Oh, is it a text message?
0: It is. A, it's a text message. It says, uh, "Ask Cabre about his baby."
1: Okay. I have about 15, 16 children por todo el mundo currently.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, we
1: are starting a school. Yeah. Uh, it's a charity school for my children. Yeah. And uh, It's a very school. It's, it's a very just, a, school. just a
0: school for your kids.
1: It's a school for my children.
0: But you're just your biological children.
1: Yes. And Paul Rodriguez is doing a benefit concert for the school.
0: How'd you get Paul Rodriguez?
1: Ah, uh, Because I, I, uh, I, I'm I old friends with him. Yeah. From much long time ago. Yeah. And now, uh, also, he works for me. He's my assistant. <laughs>
0: Do you know George Lopez? George Lopez gave me a ride oh, home from the airport. Very nice he, guy. Yeah. I like George Lopez.
1: Yeah, do you like him? You know sh- who is funny? Who's funny? Messia.
0: You like Messia? Carlo Messia. Because he, uh, he talks about all the ethnic types. Because he
1: talks about the... Because he is not politically correct. Yeah. He does not. He If he's starts... You don't have to be funny. Yeah. If you're not politically correct.
0: That's right. I'm not sure I understood what you said. It, it, it doesn't have to be funny.
1: If you are not politically correct, right. you do not have to be funny.
0: Oh, so you like that. I
1: like that. Yeah. He says how he thinks it is.
0: Yeah, and that's good enough. It's great. Yeah, and now, do you have any other heroes, uh, uh, Latino heroes, that uh, we could...
1: See, my my Latin heroes, obviously, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, um uh, uh, to Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see, Mazdez. How about uh, uh, Desi Arnaz? Desi Arnaz, you know, I never responded to the three-camera sitcom. You didn't? No. no. He was the inventor of this format.
0: Now, what about Mexican television? Now, I don't watch much of it, but... It, it seems, oh, it's great. Yeah? Have you ever done any appearances on I that? I
1: have done. I did two seasons on El Gordo y la El Blonde. <laughs> uh, let's see, for three years... I was the anchor for uh, what well, we is like uh, mm. ABC News. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was the anchor.
0: Now, did that have a co-anchor? I'm assuming. Or yes, did...
1: it was a chimpanzee. <laughs> uh, uh, how it, did that
0: go? It I was great.
1: It, it was a chupacabra. Yeah
0: and the news
1: and the news yeah. and now the news and <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see uh, I had a 3 year sim where I hosted Singled Out
0: oh yeah yes. the, sure sure after uh, Chris Hardwick yes did.
1: exactly but You're, in Mexico
0: yeah what was it called in
1: Mexico it was called you have been singled out as a single person and you will die alone
0: it's a long title
1: it was a long title it it it's it's shortened to El Pau ja power. <laughs> and, and then and that was a good show. That was a very good show. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was a good uh, show. And let's see, Maqueso ate, uh, <laughs> And then for three years, I I hosted Scientific American. You did? Yes. With a chimpanzee. Yes, I was the voice. It was Alan Alda. <laughs> yeah. And I would do the voiceover sober for Alan Alda. Oh, oh. Okay. I was the voice of Mush. Yeah. I, I, I did, I did all when they when they did when they changed all of MASH yeah. for Spanish. Oh, you were, was oh,
0: me! Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, so you, oh, so I you... was.
1: Uh, I am the voice of Alan Alda in all his movies and TV shows. Oh, can you do a little of that? Sure. Et, uh, mira, this Korean he's about to die. That was in English. That, well, that's what Spanish. Is. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs>
0: <I don't know. laughs>
1: Spanish is just English with an accent.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize and, that.
1: And um, este, uh, I did radar.
0: Yeah, Radar. That radar. Yeah, how'd that?
1: Uh, radar was, I just saw you nerd. Yeah. That was his lines. Yeah. And then there was the boy who dressed like a girl. Yeah. Say, oh, please let me out the army.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Clinger. That was Clinger. Clinger. Yeah. I bet you people pick that off right away. Always. They yeah. know
1: right away.
0: Okay. So now, uh, what have you got coming up? You got any big shows? Oh, uh, uh, let's uh, see. Yes. We're are you doing,
1: doing a, a prank of babies. We're doing a prank show. We call babies across the country. Yeah. And we're going to do that for December, January, and February.
0: Okay. And, and then, what do you do? You prank babies? We prank babies. What is that sort we of We call happening?
1: homes where babies we have to speak with them on the phone, and then we ask some very complicated questions that they cannot know the answers to. Oh,
0: that's hilarious! I have a clip from that. Yeah, can we, we? Okay, hold on. Let me uh, run it. Okay, let's uh, okay. let's run the clip.
1: Okay. Hey, vamos! Let's let's call those babies. Okay, okay, that's so great. Let's call those babies. Okay. All right. Uh, ring, 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 ring. That's
0: that's, that's even making the phone noise. Shh, shh, shh.
1: Hola hola. Hey, is this a baby? See, sí, just saying, baby. Hey, baby, hey, your oven is on. Turn it off or you will blow up. What? Baby, <laughs> learn how to walk and get out of your home and run away because your oven is about to explode. Oh, like you baby. Okay, we know you're a baby. Is that the clip? And that was one of the clips. That's a great clip. It's a great show. Yeah. Very very popular. And aren't
0: you doing a... I think uh, I read that you're doing a remote at a car dealership.
1: Yes. We're going to a car dealership. It's for the uh, cats for clunkers. Yeah. So we go in and we trade one of your cats... For a car.
0: El gatos. For... El
1: gatos por los <laughs> clonqueros.
0: Okay, so I'm going to have to give you a cat one Yes, but
1: you will end up with a master Miata.
0: Oh, well, that seems like a good trade. That's okay. a nice car to drive. A Miata?
1: That's a good, sexy car.
0: Yeah, they still make those? Yes. Oh. Yes,
1: Did... well, it's a Hyundai, but we put the Miata symbol on the back.
0: Oh, okay, so that's how that works. That's, so, that's
1: how it works.
0: So I'm saying, so what car dealership is this?
1: It's a car dealership my friend Enrique has it. <laughs> Should we take a? I uh, just quickly do a traffic report before I go.
0: Do you know what the traffic is? Yes, we have
1: a. We're going to Enrique in the sky.
0: Uh, are we going to him now? Yes. Okay. So okay, we're going to go to Enrique in the sky. Hola, so
1: Enrique in the sky. Hello,
0: Enrique. What's it look like out there?
1: Uh, hay mucho tráfico.
0: Yeah, where where exactly? Okay,
1: that was the traffic report. <laughs> There's a lot of traffic. That's the report from Enrique, and that was. Uh, you that will cost extra too for to, the helicopter.
0: Okay, uh, this is costing me a lot already. I'm out of pocket on this. You're out of pocket. Do you want to do? Uh, do you want to do a? Don't qu- be so
1: Jewish. Oh, there it comes again. There it was. Want,
0: should we do a quick commercial? Let's do. I got the commercial. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, okay, we'll be right back after this break.
1: Hello, my name is Tom Hanks, and I, <laughs> I watch the Mark Maron podcast every day. In between doing Forrest Gump, watch it. Tom Hanks, me Tom Hanks, and the Mark Madden podcast. Double duty, if. Uh, are we back? We're back. <laughs> Well, i
0: got to say, Chupacabre, you know, it's great to talk to another radio professional.
1: Oh, so great.
0: And I appreciate you coming by. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, do you need a ride anywhere?
1: Or? No, 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 no. I have at least three men on bicycles with radios on them, and they carry me on like an emperor.
0: Very good. So I'm sorry we can't get film of that, but uh, Chupacabre, it's been great talking to
1: uh, you. Ah, great talk to you, my madam. Adios. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>
0: Okay, folks, that's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a kick out of Chupacabra. What a pro. And I hope you enjoyed Jen Kirkman. It was always great to talk to her. I love her. And I am still sitting in my mother's car. I've not made a decision yet. I'm getting closer to making a decision. I want to say I really appreciate you people listening, and I really love doing this show. You can go to WTFPod.com. You know, get on the mailing list. Get a, get a link to JustCoffee.coop. I'm sorry I didn't pow today, but I, I'm in the car, and I, I wasn't going to fake it for you. But, you know, that coffee's still available. If you put WTF in the, in the box, you'll get a 10% discount. I'd like to thank uh, punchlinemagazine.com. Please go there. It is the most up-to-date, most you know, thorough uh, comedy website and online magazine that you can really ask for. And please sign up for the mailing list, and if you want to donate one way or the other, do that. But above all else... Take care of yourself and don't be afraid to say what the fuck in any form during your day. It lights people up. It just does.